Welcome to At The Whiteboard. I'm Nicole North and I'm your host. This season on At The Whiteboard, we're focusing on everything leadership, learning, and development. We have a ton of great guests ready to share their knowledge. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Welcome to At The Whiteboard. I'm your host, Nicole North, and I am most pleasantly joined by a repeat At The Whiteboard guest, Jamie Johnson. Thanks for having me back. This is so exciting. I'm very, very excited. And I have to tell you something. I don't know if you know this, but the Jamie Johnson episode is the... um, it is the highest rated rest or not the highest rated. It's the most listened to episode in the seven seasons of at the whiteboard. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so fun. <laughs> it's it's not, because you're a big deal. <laughs> you know, you're a big deal. You're like a famous in the whiskey world. So, um, you know, it makes sense that, you know, you would have gotten a lot of your listeners to listen to our small podcast. I love it. Well, it, it it didn't even feel like like we working or like it just it it captured such a you know just a moment like the the three of us just it was like friends chatting, and I think people just want to be a part of that. I love it. Let's let's okay. break the let's break it this time. Let's do it again. Let's, let's break the break the internet. <laughs> break the- um, and so <laughs> for those for those of you that are, are interested in listening to that last episode, maybe you want to listen to it. For context first, before you move into this episode, it is a season 3A bonus episode, Career Shifting with Jamie Johnson. Um, so it, we talked about your dramatic career pivot um, and how you did that and how it worked. But for those of you that don't know Jamie Johnson, please introduce yourself, Jamie, and tell our listeners what amazing things you do. Well, I mean, that's a huge intro. Thank you so much. I feel so chuffed now. Like, I feel like super important all of a sudden. This is great. Um, yeah, so I am uh, the brand ambassador uh, for Canada for uh, the Bolveni, uh, which is a lovely single malt scotch. Uh, I got into the, I think this is my fourth year. Um, and yeah, so I, I basically just got into the industry through, you know, being a fan of whiskey and then starting my own whiskey club. Um, and then I was sort of able to turn that into like a proper career. And since I started this job, I got my, um, my GCD, which is my general, um, certification in distillation. And right now I'm studying for my WSET two in spirit. So I'm doing another certification this year. So it's been, it's been great. Cause you know, it's, it's, it's such a charming kind of industry and, and there's so many great things. Like I work on the marketing side, but it's also, you know, tied very much into, hospitality and it gets you know you sort of even get tied a little bit into sales and and so it's kind of this really neat thing being a brand ambassador you get to see sort of so many different um like like facets of work and and what people do and you kind of just jump in and do whatever and it's a weird job but like it's awesome. Like no one really knows what I do. Like not even my mom. Tell us. I, don't I was going to say, tell us exactly what it is that a brand ambassador does. Um, you know, because yeah. it certainly looks fun on the interwebs. 
It absolutely, it is fun. Or it it did. It did look really fun, which is part of what we're going to talk about is, you know, what, how how did, how did the world of whiskey change in 2020 and 2021? Yeah. I mean, I spent a lot less time on airplanes for sure, but in a normal sort of pre pandemic year, um, like my job is essentially to be kind of the representative of the distillery in Canada. So um, I'm that sort of connection person to the to the distillery. So um, what I would do is um, like in terms of um, I work directly with consumers. So whiskey shows, I would do master classes, um, sort of, uh, and then on the hospitality side, I would uh, work with bartenders and train them on all the different kinds of um, Balvenies that we have on offer and what you can do with them and how they're made. And, and then on sort of the retail side, I would go to different liquor boards and I would train their staff. So, you know, for us in Ontario, the LTBO has their product, like their product consultants, I would sort of do um, upskilling for them on Balvenie, sometimes even on categories. So like they, the LCBO has brought me in to do uh, talks on Scotch whiskey in general. Um, and so, yeah, I'm basically the Balvenie person for Canada. So if you're, you know, looking for information or if you're looking for, you know, if you have a whiskey club like I did and you want someone to come in and talk about Balvenie, then I would be the person that you sort of brought in. But I'm also able to sort of jump in with the brand manager um, and sort of build our strategy for the year and talk about, you know, how we're going to connect with um, customers and how we're going to connect with our consumers and, and what kind of sort of fun, exciting um, sort of events when that was a thing uh, are happening. And it's a lot of travel. Uh, it was a lot of travel uh, and it is a lot of fun. Like I get to chat face to face or I did um, with so many different kinds of people in different industries. And, um, but we all sort of share that passion for whiskey and for spirits. So yeah, that's kind of what a brand, like every day was kind of different. Like it was like some days you'd just be like on a plane and then other days you would be like, I would, you know, land in Vancouver, maybe on a Sunday night. And then Monday I would sort of get picked up by, you know, the Vancouver team, and they would take me to a bunch of different stores, we would sample people on um, some of maybe the new stuff that's coming out, uh, and sort of, you know, get a little bit of that sort of like whiskey romance and like have a chat um, about the whiskey. And then I would sort of probably do that all day until the evening when I would have like an event. So a whiskey club might be hosting me or there might be, you know, a new uh, Belveni that comes out and we're doing kind of a launch for it or I would you know be going to a restaurant to sort of make a connection with you know the bartender there and then so the days can be quite different and they can be quite long and they but like all good stuff like this is kind of what I've missed most about it is there's so many great things about being an ambassador and travel and you know being part of the hospitality industry is part of that which we sort of have lost a lot of this year like it's been a very different world to sort of like find yourself in um and I can't wait to get back to it (laughs) you know you really had a a social it was incredibly social job yeah I mean Um, you know Jamie's one of my best friends so you know we're used to talking all the time and when Jamie's in travel season and in whiskey season good luck 
Yeah. Because <laughs> she's yeah. on a plane, she's at an event, or she's at home sleeping um, and, <laughs> and, and kind of getting her introvert time and rejuvenating herself for the next leg. Um, so, you know, I know a ton of the work that you do is relationship building and collaborating and building partnerships. Um, and it's such a, a big topic right now in the corporate world too, because we're gonna bring the the dirty P word out, and I don't know who's listening, what what they think it is, but you know, know. we start <laughs> we started Jamie out, you know, five seasons ago with her career pivot. <laughs> That's the P word, um, yeah. and now I kind of want to talk about pivoting the way that we collaborate and build relationships. So. You told us a little bit about how you did your work pre-pandemic. How did you pivot the work that you do now, especially the relationship building part, the making partnerships, getting to know people? What does that look like for you now? Yeah, that's been incredibly challenging. I think probably of anything that I've had to sort of, you know, pivot. Um, I think it's definitely the one that has has sort of um, ended up falling down on the sort of chain of um, importance. So like, you know, I, I maintaining the relationships that I sort of currently have has been um, super important. And then sort of any new partnerships or any new sort of like, it, it almost feels like we've kind of been like, like treading water for the last year. I don't know if anyone else sort of feels that way, but it almost feels like the, that part has been kind of put on hold as people are trying like to a holding pattern. Out. Yeah. Like it's now it feels so much like maintaining any new relationships or whatever that have come through have actually come through sort of social media and engagement there where, um, you know, I think people have sort of had more of a presence on social media. And I know I have, and like I've done sort of on these Instagram sort of IGTV, like um, interviewee kind of like podcasty things with, you know, a colleague. um, And it has sort of been from people watching that and then reaching out to me being like, oh, I saw your IGTV or it popped up on my recommends page and I'm curious to hear what you do so it's been like very like it there hasn't been much thought put into it to be completely like honest like it's kind of just been like a holding pattern and so I think and I think for a lot of us that's kind of a that's kind of a disappointing thing like so much fun and excitement came from running into these people you know at a networking event or at a whiskey show or or in a restaurant or whatever and having this kind of like banter and then being like, Hey, this is cool. Let's talk about what we can do. And so much of it is, you know, just great timing and, you know, two enthusiastic people sort of happening um, to be in the same spot. And that just has not been, there just hasn't been that kind of thing. So it's been almost like whoever sort of is catching you on your social media uh, and sort of having that, but like maintaining all of my relationships has been a priority for sure. Like I know um, some of the the people that I worked with in the sort of craft um, industry, I've, you know, sort of done my best to make sure that we've maintained that 
sort of relationship so that once things come back online like it doesn't it doesn't feel so stunted like there has been lots of chats about you know the after times which I I mean I don't even actually know what the after times look like like I do you I have like it's gonna be so interesting like I don't I know we keep trying to plan for and we don't know what it's gonna look like in the next Mm. little while which is again really difficult um because corporate like planning is key like planning knowing where you're going next year having like you know we're already we're well into talking about 2022 and and it's hard to say like it you just do not know how quick certain industries are going to come back online especially hospitality for sure so I don't know it's it it feels a bit um yeah it feels like keeping status quo and maintaining has been kind of the focus and making sure that that piece is on track and then and then prior the next priority will be kind of getting back into it and and getting into that piece again creating new relationships and stuff but I've kind of been in a um like a little dog paddling kind of like just trying (laughs) trying to keep my head above water just trying to keep my head above water at this point you know totally and very interesting yeah I think it's okay too we we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to you know constantly be you know producing and everything and I think that you know we've all gone through this collective sort of trauma and I think that the repercussions of this are going to be felt for so long and I think that we should just be so kind to ourselves in the next little while because you know there's this like hustle culture that's just like okay it doesn't matter pandemic go 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 have your thing do your thing like and you're just like oh my gosh like let's maybe just take a breath and (laughs) do our best and maintain what we have and then move forward it with a good headspace. But right now, I think it's a lot for all of us. Yeah, I mean, I love what you said about, and I think this is a perfect example of why um, collaboration and partnership and relationship building is a new skill in the virtual world. And you described it perfectly, is before it just happened naturally. You were out somewhere, you met someone, you had this energy, you came up with ideas, you collaborated, you created a partnership, you know, and off you went, you were doing an event together and it was wonderful. Um, And now, unless you specifically go in and seek that out or create um, an an online opportunity for someone to do that same thing, it's And so I think what I've been, you know, what I've been hearing and what I've been teaching in terms of how to build relationships and collaborate and build partnerships in a virtual world is it's no longer happenstance or kismet or energy and charisma. Mm -hmm. It is now I have to go and make relationships. I have to go and start relationships. I have to go and create partnerships. I have to go and, uh, you know, even about the, you know, I've laughed at myself when I asked you the question when we started our conversation, and you know, our listeners won't hear that because it'll get cut. But I said, how was your weekend? And it's the dumbest question that you can possibly ask during a pandemic, especially <laughs> in Ontario. The dumbest question you can ask in Ontario during a pandemic is what did you do this weekend? 
because everyone just kind of glares at you and is like, well, exactly what I did last weekend. Thanks, asshole. You know, <laughs> that's so um, funny. That's right. So and so funny. I've been even saying, you know, you can't rely on what we used to talk about and what we used to say. Right. You can mm-hmm. no longer ask someone, how was work? How was this? How was that? What did you do this weekend? I've shifted to asking more pointed questions, although obviously not today. Like, what did you do to rejuvenate this weekend? Yeah. Or what lit you up this weekend more than you could, than you imagined? Or what, um, you know, it could also be what brought you down this weekend. Or, you know, in our yeah. case, Jamie and I are often talking about our Peloton rides, like, what yes. Peloton ride did you do this weekend? <laughs> right. And was it, you know, did you want to vomit afterwards? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think that that's a, what you described is a perfect example of, you know, A, everyone just went and kind of translated what they were doing before into a holding pattern, yeah. right? And that's the whole world. Like, oh, we can't mm-hmm. have meetings in boardrooms? Cool, let's just have them on Teams over and over and over again until we die. Yeah. Um, um and then they were just like great this works and that's what we're gonna do yeah and you know to some extent that didn't really work because now we have all these people burnt out stressed out um loathing video calls not paying attention on video calls we've lost we've lost it um and so now we need to make another concerted effort another concerted pivot to how Mm -hmm. we approach the next little while Mm -hmm. because the reality is, yes, there will be some sense of normalcy that will return. You know, maybe we can hug our loved ones. Maybe we can hug our friends. Maybe some of us are going to go to the office. Yep. But are all of us going back to the office? I don't think so. Are all of us going to be back at the office all at the same time? I don't think so. So, you know, what's that going to, what's that going to look like? You know, I hope it, it is my hope that it looks um, that it becomes a flexible thing. Like in in my mind, my sort of like, so I was always able to work from wherever. Like I don't have an office, like a brand ambassador. An office could be the airplane, your hotel room, like the car of the sales associate that you're riding around with. Like what I've sat outside Starbucks to use their free Wi-Fi to like send off documents, like when I'm in the middle of like a training run. So like literally it has to be wherever it is. And I know, and I think I'm, I'm hoping, and I, I, I appreciate that. I like that. I like that some people, and I, I appreciate that some people need the structure of like, and like the structure and want the structure of a nine to five, I get up, I put on my whole clothes, like not just my pajama pants and a fancy shirt, like not just a top, (laughs) not just a top, like the whole bit, shower, whatever, have your day, come home, be done with it. And I appreciate that. And I hope that for people that love that, they can go back to that. But I hope that for people that need it, they are able and afforded more flexibility from their bosses or whatever, because I think this whole like, structure that was created that we all sort of like fell into like I I don't think it's it's feasible anymore and it nor should it be there's lots of people for lots of different reasons who can't pull a full eight hour in an office somewhere because maybe they're a single mom maybe they have somebody that they need to take care of at home maybe 
all these different circumstances. So what I'm hoping is that this little bit has, this is an optimistic view, that this bit of, you know, kind of increased flexibility will stay and, and showing, you know, that people can get their work done in the time and space that they need and can still show up for meetings and can still, you know, um, be super productive, but without that sort of like, structure of the nine to five like I hope more people get what they need from the world going out into this because I think this is the like the 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 lockdown was the actually the easy part it seems like like that was just you know it's very clear like let's lock everything down I think this what we're going into now with some people being half vaccinated some places you know restrictions are being lifted and other places they're not And I think this is going to be the tricky part. I think this will be the hardest part for all of us to get through because it's all over the place. Isn't that interesting? I've never thought, and you're absolutely right. This part, this hybrid situation that we're going to be moving into is going to be more difficult because it will be less clear. Yeah. The lockdown. 100%. Lockdown is hard for its own reasons, but yes. at a bare minimum, it's clear. Yeah. It, it's obvious what we're supposed to do and, yeah. and why and okay. And, and the rules are there. Nothing's open. Yeah. We can't go. So, yeah. you know, what, what, what's yeah. the point of fighting for it? Exactly. Um, but as we move into hybrid, I mean, there's a ton of articles now that are speaking to leaders needing to create psychological safety for their teams. Yeah. So how mm-hmm. do you say... Jamie, you choose to come to the office because that's what lifts you up. Good for you. And, and we, we support you. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's good. Um, mm-hmm. Nicole, you want to stay at home because you're immune compromised or y- you're not comfortable getting, I, I am comfortable getting mm-hmm. vaccinated. I just want yeah. to put that out there. Yeah. This is not an anti-vaxxer <laughs> podcast. I just haven't been able to get one yet um, <laughs> where I am. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you know, and, and that's okay, too. We respect yeah. that and we welcome you. And I think that is going to be an incredible set of skills yeah. for managers, leaders, people Huge. to learn how to, you know, not even say simple things like, Nicole, we really miss you here in the office. We wish mm-hmm. you were here. Or look, we got muffins for today's meeting you know, don't you wish you were here, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, so that we're not creating pressure on those that decided to stay home um, in, in a negative way, and right? create yep. psychological safety, and, and same goes the other way for the people that are choosing to go in, yep. how do we, how do we create that safety for, for everybody, and I think, I mean, so let's imagine this hybrid world, Jamie, what mm-hmm. does that look like? for the whiskey world so you can still stay working at home and doing what you do yeah and and maybe you do some travel yeah I mean I think the hope is that you know I mean I hope I get her I love that aspect what I do like so we basically went again fully online for you know the whiskey world so I and I developed like a bunch of sort of training short training videos for retail because you can't go into an LCBO right now and gather the staff and have a a training session with them. So I last year decided to like just make 
videos that are provided to the liquor boards that if they need to call up, like if someone comes into the store and wants to know, you know, can you tell me a little bit about these scotches? I'm buying a gift or whatever. Then they can call up the video, you know, on their device on the floor, on the sales floor, and they can see a 30 second snippet of exactly how the whiskey is made. So I did all of this for them and sent off those videos so that they're in the hands of like the retailers because you just we just don't know when that's coming back online. And then for the right. consumer and, side, I mean, yeah. From a price perspective, that actually might be the most cost effective and best way to do that. Like, oh, yeah. you're interested in Balvenie? Great. Let me just step to the back and yeah look for yeah. something for a minute exactly. and you go yep. and you watch your video and, and yep. probably fresher in your mind than that training 100%. that you did that you did six months ago exactly a hundred percent and you can call up sort of all of the like we put you know tasting notes and made sure that like everything that they would need their a little elevator sort of pitch or whatever was accessible and I think um like that piece is sort of that that was like a big project and so that sort of took up a lot of time at the end of last year and then there's that like consumer piece which is like working with whiskey clubs and um you know in the hospitality industry a lot of those bars because they're able to do sort of to-go packages now um they were able to sort of keep themselves afloat by offering you know, whiskey tastings, you know, through a restaurant or through their bar. Um, and they would engage some of their regular customers or whomever. And then you would be given like a little kit. Um, and this sort of goes for whiskey clubs as well. So you get a little kit of samples sort of sent to your house or you go pick it up somewhere as a, like a curbside pickup. And then you log on to a Zoom call, you know, 7 p.m. on a Thursday after dinner. And you can sort of, you know, have this tasting experience and, it, it has, it definitely has worked and there's been a ton of interest in it. Like I already like next month, I have like eight um, tastings like booked um, with consumers. And um, I think from my perspective and I think from the consumer perspective as well, like that's fine and dandy and like people are happy <laughs> with it for now. But I think for now, like there is such a piece that's missing of the face to face sort of like engagement like as you know like as a trainer you you do have to read the room you do have to sort of go in and you do get energy from you know the people that are in there the buzz people are a little bit more comfortable sort of you know having conversations and, and you create this space which is very not easy to do sometimes over zoom like you're yes. everyone's on mute you're not sure like you could make like a banger of a joke and you have no <laughs> idea if it landed or not or like <laughs> if you've upset someone like you just have no clue like whatsoever like kind of what's going on and some people aren't comfortable asking questions out loud so then you have to keep an eye on the chat and so it's a whole new like vibe when you're training over zoom or when you're having this kind of like experience um and I think it again it's fine for now but it will it uh, so much about like the community and there's a whole experience that comes with like sitting in front of a bunch of whiskeys, nosing them, even chat. Like, I don't even care if people talk during my tastings because I think it's more about the whole experience. So like, you know, saying like, oh my gosh, I love this one. Or how do I feel about this one? And, and engaging with the, the, the room and having conversations afterwards and then meeting the ambassador and I get to meet everyone. And it's just a very, like it, it so much of it, you know, has been lost over that. And I think, I think, I think 
again, it will do for now, but I think people are really keen to get together again and be in the same room and have that energy and have that. It's like going to a concert, right? Like you're with your pals, like you, you know, like it's a, it's a whole experience that you sort of don't, you don't get the full run of it, you know, clicking onto a link and then like, and then talking at your screen. It just, yeah. So I'm oh, hopeful. Yeah. yeah, I'm hopeful. And, but we know we can do it. We know we have the capacity to do it and, and we will continue to do it until it is safe. And then I'm really hopeful um, to get back um, on a plane. Um, and, but I mean, if I have to be in one place and then they want me in another place, then like I could probably jump on a Zoom now. Like we have this technology that we know how to use and we've got the ability to use it. So I think there will be a component of that kind of engagement, but I, I, I have a feeling at least with my specific job that like, as soon as we can get on a plane, like get on a plane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's interesting. And, and everyone will have appetite for that too, because there's such a social aspect yeah. of it that people have been deprived of. Oh my God. I think this summer is going to be insane. Like I already like the, like, I feel like it, people have been pent up. Well, people have been pent up for a year. I feel like it, you're going to, you're not going to be able to get people inside like this summer. Like it's just going to be like next level summer. I feel <laughs> everyone's yeah. going to get all vaccinated and they're just going to be out <laughs> and about. It's going to be great. Have you seen that new um, gum commercial? Oh I think it's Excel. I, it's, it's so good. It's, <laughs> I watched it. I cried. No joke. What yes. a spectacular commercial and great use of music. Like it was so good. Like I was like, oh my God, I don't even chew gum. And I was like, I want some gum. I, go I, know, I don't think I've ever actually wanted to like <laughs> buy gum. Like I've never wanted to buy a product because of its commercial and I was just like, I just want to support this brand because of the brilliance that went into this commercial. It's so spectacular. And like all the marketers in my company were like sending that, like, got to like read this article. You got to watch this commercial. Like this is perfect example of like a timely, emotional, like it's, it's just, it's done so well. It's so, oh, it's so good. Yeah. I loved it. Spectacular. So you know, we are going to be in this virtual place for a little bit longer. And, mm -hmm. you know, we don't know what the future holds. And, you know, I, I like to be optimistic. And I, and at the same time, I, you know, I, I worry that if we do go yeah. back into a virtual space, and, you know, as you said, maybe just for some things, we stay virtual. And for those of us, you know, in corporate existence, you know, some of that is still going to stay there. What are some of your tips for connecting and building relationships virtually? That's a very good question. Um, I mean, I think. And they may come naturally to you. So yeah. think about what you, you know, sometimes people ask me that and I go, huh, that's, you know, yeah. I don't know if I have any tips, but then I think about what is it that I do that for some people, those things don't come naturally. Like, at, you know, yeah. my number one is ask a different question than how was your weekend or how was your night? Ask yeah. a question that's a little bit more, um, allows for someone to elaborate a little bit more on what their interests mm -hmm. are, what they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
I like, and I really, really like those. And I'm going to definitely 100% like use those now going into instead of how, how was your weekend? Like a much more pointed um, question. Cause I, I, yeah, literally anyone that asked me like, how's like, what did you get up to? It's nothing. We're absolutely <laughs> doing nothing. I'm cleaned. But that no one wants to say that. That's boring. You know, I, cleaned, um, I will say though, I cleaned out my car this weekend because the weather was nice enough and I have um, three children. And so since the winter, um, I have built up a, a thin layer of goldfish uh, on oh. the bottom <laughs> layer of the car and the seats that was kind of in, you know, the carpet was no longer seen. It was just like a, a crunch level of goldfish. And so I cleaned my car out this weekend and that brought me great joy and satisfaction. Yeah, it is. The, it, it kind of has gone back to the little things, right? Like it kind yeah. of has like, um, like I was, there was this boat, like I live, I can see the water from my, my apartment. And I was just, I got really excited every time this boat kind of docked and I start, I was like, okay, this is really like, this is like maximum lockdown entertainment right here. Like this boat was really doing it for me. So yeah, I was just like, Ooh, the tugboat's there. And like, what's he doing today? Like, it was just, I don't know. Like this is, it's the little thing. It's, it's, a, it's a simple time right now. Yeah, exactly. 100%, 100%. But what I think, what I think in terms of like, and this is a tool that like social media has been, I think for a lot of people, um, and especially for us in the whiskey world, like it's been the kind of way that we can connect with like the general public um, and sort of offer it. Like I do this thing on Instagram sometimes that's like a day in the life of like a brand ambassador in lockdown. So like no one knows what a brand ambassador does in the first place, but secondly, what does a brand ambassador do in lockdown? So I kind of like sort of take my, my um, phone with me and I like, it's, I mean, again, we're in a simple time. So like it's me going to like, the mail and like going <laughs> to the FedEx store and like picking up some stuff for a tasting or whatever. Um, but I find that like sort of putting myself out there and allow, like I, I tend to be slightly more like reserved on social media. And so opening myself up to, you know, posting and being a little bit more open about, you know, what days look like. And I get a lot of sort of great engagement from that like I get people responding to my stories and then I respond back and we have a little like back and forth and so like in a virtual world like I think if you're sort of slightly more open or po at least posting like things that you enjoy that sort of make days better uh, and you're comfortable enough sort of you know having those conversations online like some people don't love to dive into their dms and like I have like a special like approved list of people that like I'm able to connect with and then like if I don't know them they go into a separate folder which I sort of like peek through sometimes and and a lot of good stuff has come from that so I think you know the connecting with people we have the tools through social media I think it's a good one and just being a little bit more open um and and using that as a connector is has been kind of cool so that could be one yeah, um, that idea of vulnerability, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, even when I ask my big open-ended question, like sometimes I find that question throws people and they're like, what did I do to rest and rejuvenate? Like, oh. <laughs> and it's such an odd question to ask, but it's now my new favorite one. Like, you know, what did you do to rejuvenate this weekend? And sometimes I'll say, you know, 
Well, yeah, I'm looking for ways to relax. Yeah. So if you have some yeah. good ones, please let me know. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, sharing my own, right? Then being yeah. that that vulnerableness, that openness, that you know, ability to say, "Hey, I'm struggling too," or mm-hmm. it, "It's tough, and that's okay." Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge relationship builder. When you and you know, precisely to your point, when you opened up a bit about mm-hmm. the day of, you know, the day in your life of, mm-hmm. you know, doing the simple tasks of yep. going to the FedEx store, I think yeah. that creates this vulnerability that allows people to connect with you on a deeper level. Um, yep. They're not afraid to reach out. And so this, this technique applies across all things. I'm always telling managers like, please tell your staff that you struggle too. Or, you know, if you're going crazy and editing someone's document and finding every missing parentheses and every missing period, you know, be a little bit vulnerable and say, hey, I caught these, you know, it happens to me too, uh, that when you're reading your own work, you know, this idea of vulnerability, I think helps to create camaraderie. And when, again, when we're in person, this stuff all comes naturally. You don't need to think about what kind of question am I going to ask? How can yeah. it be like this? How can I be vulnerable? That part comes off naturally because we have body language, body language. and other stimulus and like yeah. external things to look at. I mean, I said, you know, as you're networking with other people, networking now in the pandemic is so weird. I mean, yeah. you used to have a glass of wine to be able to like, you know, take the edge, yeah. <laughs> take yeah. the edge off or like, yeah. you yeah. know, at least be able to be like, wow, look at look at that that's happening over there. That's interesting. And now we don't, you're just like, uh, someone's a hundred percent looking at you inside your house. It's weird. Um, it is weird. It's, that is, and that's such a good like thing. Like that's another really interesting piece about now. It's like, you are almost like a bit exposed and like, yes. so, and we all are. And so like, it's okay if we say like, it's this is a bit like it's okay to say on a zoom call like this feels a bit stunted I can't wait till we actually are able to see you know like I think just being honest about like how we're struggling and like I said like we are so like focused on sort of like you know getting through this and you know creating and it's great if you can do that but it's also okay if you can't because it's a hard time and it's, you know, we're all readjusting. And I think being vulnerable gives other people permission to like take a breath and also feel a bit vulnerable and okay with that. And you're right. People connect really, really like, yeah. And with social media too, like, you know, you look and everything looks so perfect and everything looks so, you know, shiny and, you know, there's, that is also not the like, holy grail of things and it's also you know it's created that way for a particular reason and everyone wants to show off the best pieces and it's okay to be vulnerable also there as well and be open about you know what you're struggling with if you're comfortable I mean, not everyone wants to or or has to but if one person is then that opens the door for another person to come in and be like hey I'm not no like send you a DM. I, I wouldn't normally like, you know, post about this, but I'm so glad you did. And like, thanks for saying this. It made a difference in my day. So like, you just yes. never know, you know, like, yes. yeah, yeah. I love that. I think that's yes. so, it's just, I think the biggest point is, is that virtual communication takes effort. 
way more effort and in a way we've never done it before mm-hmm. than in person. Yeah. And so how do you think, I, I'm going to say envision a world where you're training people that are alive mm-hmm. and also on a screen. Mm-hmm. How, how do you think that's going to play out? That will be, that, that will be really, really interesting. And I wonder if, the people that are on a screen will will even get a little bit more because they're the person is also engaging with people in the room. So I I wonder if it will be kind of a cool thing to be able to have people where you can read the room and you can get the jokes and you can because so like so much of that energy kind of falls a bit flat. Like I said, when we were when you're all a hundred percent online, that even the littlest bit of engagement buoys you as a trainer and you're better. You're just better when there's people in person in the room and I'm better when there's people in the room. So I think that like, it would actually be beneficial even for the people just watching on screen to have, you know, a trainer, you know, like a little bit of like a a performance for the people in the room. I don't even know. It'll be great. I don't even know the right answer to this. And I'm also wondering, is it also possible that we don't want to blend those two? And we say, you know what? Now in-person is in-person and it's one activity and virtual is virtual. And so we don't try and blend it up and mash it together. And we don't try and um, make, make virtual part of in-person and in-person part of virtual. I don't know that uh, that, that was yes. just an idea that popped yeah. into my mind. And I thought, you know, I think of myself and very interestingly, as long as I have one or two people engaged on video on screen, yeah, I feel I am almost the same in terms of quality yeah. and energy. It okay. takes a lot more of my energy Oh, the energy doesn't yeah. come naturally. It's different yeah. in that way, but I feel like it comes off the same. It, I just have to try a lot harder to get there. Um, yes, yes, and and over time, like, and when you do it so much, like it does, it does, it is kind of exhausting. Like it, it does kind oh, of yeah. like cumulatively sort of gets you know a, you get. I mean, I did a a really great tasting, um, and I loved it so much. It was it was three hours long. Um, and it was like literally people from all over the world. Um, it was, it was such a good tasting, but honestly, I crashed so hard afterwards because I had just been like engaged and it's a muscle that we've never flexed before. And we, I think it just is like, holy, like I, I was, I was in there. It was so funny. Cause like I left the room, like after it was over, like it was probably even like three and a half hours and I was sweating. I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. I didn't even realize because I was enjoying myself, but it did kind of like floor me a little bit um, for a couple hours afterwards. I was like, phew, my face is tired from like making exaggerated, like I wanted everyone <laughs> to know how much fun I was having. And so I felt like I was pulling my face a lot. Like if you're a dancer, you know what pulling your face <laughs> means, but I felt like I was pulling my face so yeah. much. And then I was like, okay, that was great, but I need a nap. Like, it yeah. Was, yeah, I find the the looking interested and looking engaged. Yes, I have to 
you know, I'm often telling people when you're on a video screen, it's a lot like being on stage. So your expressions need to be bigger, more dramatic. You're, I'm interested in looking at you face in real life can be quite moderate, you know, the subtle, you know, tilt of your head and tilt of your chin. And that means you're listening, but on screen, you also have to furrow your brow, nod while doing that to get the same effect. So it's just takes more energy. So it's very curious. I'm wondering as we move into this hybrid space, Mm -hmm. what we don't want to do is what is dog paddle. Yeah. What we don't want to do is come into this hybrid space and say, I'm just getting my way through it until it goes away. Because I think we're pretty confident at this point that no matter what comes out, some of the components of what we've learned over the last couple of years are going to stay. Yeah. Right. Like I think from, for, from a corporate training perspective, yeah. virtual training is here to stay because yeah. it saves so much money and it can be as good. I think it needs to be yeah. different. I think it needs to not just adapt from in-person training, but it needs to be revisioned completely as a virtual concept. And it also has to adapt to the the collective trauma of everyone. Like everyone is traumatized from Zoom calls. So legit, you know, for the next two years, do not recommend Zoom training to people. Think about other ways, right? Like, yeah, a big thing I've been pumping, for the last few months with all of my clients is what other ways can we get the information across? People do not want to be on zoom. Yeah. And I'm thinking summertime, as you said, summertime's going to be wild. Yeah. You're not going to get people sitting on a zoom call for three hours in the summer because yeah. guaranteed they will be out on their decks, on their patios. It will not, you, you won't be looking at people's cute little curated zoom backgrounds. Yeah. You're going to be, yeah. You know, people are going to be like, no, I'm camera off because I'm on my deck sun tanning while I take yep. this call. Yeah. Um, which, which I think is great. I, lo- I love yes. that. Idea. I love the idea of that, that freedom. I really hope that it follows through. Like, I really enjoy that thought because as someone who has worked from everywhere, I can get quality work done anywhere that I am like literally you can put me on a park bench you can put me in a hotel room you can and uh, across the world you can put like I will make it happen and I think for most people we will like I just really yes. want this to to stay and you brought up something that I thought was kind of cool so my so the Belveni is very like um we have a, a whole range of whiskeys called stories range Uh, And so we're very big into like storytelling. So at the beginning of the pandemic, our global brand ambassador organized a like that's an artist troupe called the Embers Collective based out of London, England, not Ontario. Um, And they ran like a storytelling workshop with us over Zoom. Uh, And they taught us sort of how to engage with a Zoom audience like from cool. you know how sort of like to have your 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 computer positioned and then they sort of went through these exercises whereby you tell a story and then you tell it in a particular way at a particular volume with a particular cadence and then do it you know half that speed and then like and so you sort of got this really cool way of 
uh, engaging virtually and you were able to watch them, this bunch of actors sort of um, like you could really see um, how how you you have to be like a completely different person like you have to like amp it up a little bit like you were saying yeah. like, you really do have to to do that and I think that you know that's not a skill set that everyone has um and it's a skill set that people are probably going to have to start using a little bit more um even if they're uncomfortable about it like I think it's time to like push people and I mean, that's where you come in, right? Like in terms of like the training piece and like teaching people how to, you know, do that sort of thing, like on camera, because like you said, it's not going away. It's just yeah, not. It's not going away. Yeah. And people need to like codify and ratify the skills that we've learned here. Yeah. Because for some of them, it just, for some people it just came naturally. People knew how to convert. Yep to video and they could still connect and still make relationships. And, yeah, you know, I, I can basically network just as I did before someone yeah. pops up on my camera and I'm like, Ooh, I love your bookshelf. Where did you get that? Is that from here? And, you know, we yeah. talked for 20 minutes and, you know, we've built, we've built that connection as we move into our business discussion. Yeah. Um, but for some people that doesn't come naturally without the extra stimulus. So we need yeah. to, codify that and ratify that and I think yep. especially as we move into hybrid we need to think about a concerted effort of how we will handle these two mediums these two um, concurrent workforces these two in your case concurrent clients your yep. online client versus your in-person client how how can we address that and I think it's going to be a whole new pivot if we're going to bring out yep. that P word again. It's a yep. whole new pivot um, as we move, you know, out of 2021 and into 2022. Um, yep. But this idea of going back to normal, yes, there will be a lot of components that will be back to normal. Mm -hmm. um, but I think about offices like, okay, so if people do go back into those big office buildings, um, downtown Toronto in our case, mm -hmm. um, are, are people going to have to wear masks? like if some people aren't vaccinated or you don't know we're gonna wow. have to wear masks so yeah. what the heck is the point of going back to the office if you're gonna have to interact with all your co-workers by only your eyelids yeah yeah and, oh, right? and that's exactly and that's another new like component like another new like and it's funny because I used to work during SARS I worked in a hospital where I w was wearing an N95 mask literally 12 hours a day. And so were all my colleagues. And I remember we all went out for like dinner afterwards. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know what your face looked like. Like all, <laughs> I just knew this whole group of people from like their eyes up. Like I was just like, oh my gosh, that's what you look like. So again, <laughs> it's a completely new thing that we're going to have to like do because you know masks are probably I mean I love wearing a mask I am uh, sign me up like I love going down the street wearing a mask and I no one knows who I am and it's so <sighs> freeing it's warm like in the winter like I just love it I dig it I'm I'm all for it I probably will wear a mask for especially because I'm going through airports and stuff and I can envision that like I think they're yeah. they might be here to stay but no you're right like again like 
there what's the point in also spending all of that money on commercial real estate if only half of your workforce is coming in and even if the if even if you bring everyone back to the office you probably will have to you know social distance and mask for a while and like i know with some people's offices they're doing like okay you come monday wednesday Friday. like you're still yeah. only getting half of the people half capacity how, or, how i've heard a financial I've heard, thing <laughs> yeah and i've heard some people are saying oh we're not going to be able to use the boardrooms when we come back to the office so again are you all just going to be having teams calls in your offices it, yes. it, it, What's the it's it's wild yeah. so you know Definitely yeah. give Jamie uh, a watch on her <laughs> socials because yeah. Jamie knows how to build uh, relationships and make these connections. So grab those tips of, you know, asking wow. interesting questions of, you know, engaging with that vulnerability, be a little bit vulnerable so that people can, can open up to you. And yeah. I'm excited to see where the, the virtual world yeah. um takes Jamie brand ambassador for the Belveni. Um, <laughs> but before we go, I want to know, uh, tell our listeners where they can find you on the lines. On the lines. I am at Bourbon Thing. I know I work for a sketch company now, but it's still Bourbon Thing, all one word on Instagram and Twitter, um, because I used to have a whiskey club named Bourbon Thing and it's mine and I love it. So um, you can find me there. Um, and I mean, I'm not really on Facebook that much, so it's not even worth it. Um, definitely Instagram though. That's like, that's where I'm most active. That's Jamie's jam. And then you can see a day in the life of uh, a brand yeah. ambassador in lockdown. And we'll be able to watch you as you emerge, emerge, emerge from your cocoon, like a, a beautiful, beautiful scotch butterfly um and see where where you you know you'll get to see jamie enjoying robe time and um hotel hopping and and it'll be very interesting to see how that hybrid world works so thanks for joining us today jamie thanks for having me again thank you this is great i'll come back anytime i love it we'll definitely have you back when we're in full full hybrid so people can see how it did pan out for you another pivot Another, one Another more pivot. pivot. <laughs> one more P word to bring back. Thanks, Jamie. We'll Thank chat you. soon. Thank you. Thanks for joining us at At The Whiteboard. We've had an amazing time with you here today. If you want to keep up to date with everything that At The Whiteboard podcast is doing, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Whiteboard Consult or on our website at www.whiteboardconsulting.ca. Talk soon.